The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? <laughs> How are you now? Um, well, uh, are, are you glad you stayed up for that one? Are you are you glad you stayed up to watch what the Montreal Canadiens are putting out there for us these days? Jesus. Not good. At all. Um, hello and welcome to episode uh, 7 this season of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, again, I'm going to go back to what I've been saying for, for a little bit. Somebody's got to get fired. Somebody has to get fired. There, there's no way, as Jeff Molson, owner of the, you know, the most historic and significant franchise in the history of the National Hockey League, that you can just a- allow this on a night-after-night basis. Uh, they had one good game, and then they're, they're right back to just, you know... <laughs> Horrible, uninspired hockey that I honestly no words can even describe it. Before, before I get into it though, let's uh, let's talk about the Seattle Kraken. All right, uh, I hate them. I hate them with a burning passion, and I'm going to tell you why. All right, I'm I'm a bit of a purist when it comes to hockey. I'm not like a super like militant type purist, but but I'm a purist. All right, you don't raise. A Stanley Cup banner won by a team a hundred years ago that has zero connection to your franchise other than the city in which you play your games. If the Montreal Canadiens did the same thing, if we just decided, all right, we're going to claim every Stanley Cup that was ever won by any Montreal team and we're going to raise those banners. You know how many banners we would have in the Raptors right now? 37. I don't even know if there's space. For that many Stanley Cup banners in the Bell Center rafters. But you know what? I demand that we get them. I demand that we get them. Because apparently the precedent has been set that you can raise Stanley Cup banners from, you know, 100 years ago that were won by a team that has nothing to do with your team. Come on now. I get it. You know, you're a new franchise. You got to do some some gimmicky things for, for the fans. But, like, if I was a fan, if, if the Habs legitimately tried to, like, claim Montreal Maroon Stanley Cups or Montreal Wanderers Stanley Cups or Montreal Hockey Club Stanley Cups, I would be pissed. I say this jokingly when I say, you know, we could raise it and we could have 37 banners in the stands. I don't want them. I want banners, I, I want banners that, that my team actually won. And my team has won Stanley Cups. Right, so I, but I guess uh, after that game, I gotta kind of just like take solace only in the fact that we have real Stanley Cup banners, uh, not fake ones, because the Seattle Kraken put an absolute curb stomping on the Montreal Canadiens uh, in front of their home crowd. 
I'm I'm gonna save everybody the indignity of of me doing a, a recap on that. Um, I because honestly, it looked a lot like some of the other games that they've played so far this season. Like they were good in spurts. Um, they uh, the the beginning of the second period was fantastic. They started the second period. They came out flying. They were down two one going into that period, right? Uh, and in the first, they they kind of got dominated a little bit at five on five. But then they started dominating themselves at five on five in the beginning of the second period. But then it all it, it just went to shit. Like they they can't sustain any kind of pressure over the course of an entire period. Like they they had five good minutes at the beginning of that period. They were five really good minutes, and then they just got embarrassed. Uh, two really bad line changes that led to uh, two goals for them. Uh, for the Kraken, and that put them up because uh, they they went into the period they were already down one. Now they're down four to one, just in the blink of an eye. They're down four to one based on two really bad line changes. I don't know, like who to even blame. Honestly, I want to blame the coaching staff a little bit. I kind of also want to blame the players at the same time because like, what are you doing, going off in those situations, uh, and and creating these opportunities for the Kraken? I mean, you're already down in the game. You're finally starting to show some some teeth in the second period and you're just going to have these completely you know clunker line changes that give opportunities to the other team i i I, i'm at a loss for words once they got down in the game right earlier on in the game they weren't necessarily doing it like uh i've talked about this over and over again so far this season that their their breakout strategy slash break in strategy i guess if you can call it that uh has been mostly flips Right, flipping the puck up in the air and hoping somebody chases it down, or stretch passes or banging it off the glass, and they weren't really doing that very much in the the first period. But once they get down, it's just like that's their only game plan. It's like, all right, well, we're just gonna try for breakaway passes. We're gonna try to flip it up uh, and and hope somebody chases it down. It it doesn't work. I don't know where they got the idea that it does. I mean, on, on your best day, if you try a stretch pass, right, it's basically a three zone pass at that point because you're trying to send a guy in on a breakaway so he's obviously got to get it probably before the blue line but it's not really a three zone pass but it's pretty much a three zone pass right on your best day if you try 10 of those you might get two of them to work right and they're they're trying this shit when they're down five to one in the third period they were trying it right it's it's never gonna work it it results in an icing more often than it results in a breakaway it results in an icing more often than it results in a breakaway. And it's a goddamn game plan for this team. They're literally, like, using it as a strategy. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what would it take for them to realize that, like, they have the personnel. They have, they have enough talent to execute proper breakouts. We've seen them do it. They did it last game. They were, they were doing it reasonably well anyways. They did it in parts of this game against this the Kraken, like, they they know how to do it, it's there, and they just, they just won't, I mean, the, the power play, let's talk about the power play real quick, um, they, honestly, they had one power play in the first period where they did a little bit better, like, they were trying to get to the slot, and I liked it, I even tweeted about it, I was like, man, they're, they're trying to get to the slot, but the problem is they can't hold the zone, they, they can't even hold the zone. So, like, when they try to get to the slot, there's, like, one shot attempt from the slot, and then there's no puck retrieval. The, the other team gets the puck, they fire it down the ice, and uh, we're back to regrouping. And then they struggle so hard just to get back into the zone 
Like, it's, oh, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. And for as much as I keep talking about the power play, like, um, even if they had a power play, even if their power play is going at 50%, even if they were getting literally 50% of the power plays they were scoring on them, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter because they're, they're allowing five goals a game. I mean, maybe it's time to accept at this point at one and six, still early in the season, but maybe it is not too early to accept that this is going to be a lottery team. They just got their fucking asses handed to them by an expansion team. An expansion team that had one win going into that game. I mean, where do you go from here? Where, where, where do you go from here? Are they going to fire anybody? Is, you know, a legitimate question. I, I mentioned it earlier, right? Somebody has to get fired for this. You can't possibly make a Stanley Cup final and then fucking come out and go one and six looking like a goddamn AHL team. At best. At best an AHL team. I said this before jokingly. I said it on a previous episode. I can't remember which one. But I said, I don't know if they would even have necessarily a winning record in the AHL. And I'm honestly not sure. At this point, after seeing that game against the Kraken, I I don't... I'm I'm not sure they would. I don't don't think they would. I like to think they would. It doesn't matter because we're not going to find out for sure anyways. But, like, (laughs) it's just, again, uninspired embarrassing hockey you know you 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 fall down a couple of goals and then immediately you just go to all right we're just gonna throw a bunch of stretch passes nothing's gonna work when the game was close when you were down by one and you were actually like starting to generate some offense of course you got to just go and ruin it by making a couple of terrible line changes i mean somebody has to get fired somebody has to get fired this this can't go on. If they're going to be a lottery team, at least let them be a lottery team. You know, fire the GM, get a new GM in there uh, that could start the rebuild. Uh, and let's face it, they probably need to rebuild at this point uh, because clearly what they've put together or what Marc Bergevin has put together anyways, it's not working. I don't want to beat a dead horse because I know I've already done multiple episodes about this, but they they, they got to get rid of him. They got to get rid of somebody. There has to be at least a message sent that they're not tolerating this. Otherwise, you might, you might as well just just give up, sell the team. Then, if you're not going to do anything about it, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I said in previous episodes, you know, I was going to come up with a silver lining every game, no matter how bad it gets. Uh, and 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 I'm going to give you that my my silver lining. And this is more hope than anything. I think Cole Caulfield's getting close to, to breaking through. And I think, you know, pe- people have been saying this on Twitter. Somebody actually tweeted it to me earlier that he's been watching Cole Caulfield since he was in, in like, the eighth grade. And he's a streaky scorer, and he's going to find his way through, and then it's going to be the floodgates are open. And I think that's true, and I think it's coming. He's he's doing a lot of interesting things with the puck, and, you know, he's, he's just not able to score. And I think... Uh, that's absolutely correct. I think once he does, it's it's going to start coming in bunches. Um, <laughs> again, this is supposed to be my silver lining, but I got to say another negative thing after it. And the problem is, I don't think it's going to matter if he starts scoring in bunches. 
Because, you know, if they're getting outscored 5-1 to one every game, what, Caulfield scores a hat-trick in that game and it's 5-4. to four. I guess at least the games would be more entertaining. So there's your silver lining, is I think Caulfield is on the verge of becoming very, very entertaining. Um, win or lose for the Habs, um, he should be very entertaining coming up soon. I'm going to end it there uh, because I'm tired and uh, I'm tired of watching this team suck. Thanks to everybody for listening. We are running, uh, what, oh, uh, 12 minutes? A little more than 12. So, grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Google Play. We're on Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Thank you all for listening once again. And as always, à la prochaine.